Coming live from Denver, Colorado, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Adam Adams, founder of GrowYourShow.com, where he helps get your message out to the world. Welcome to the show, Adam. <laughs> How's it going? Great, great. It's going great. And what's that sound? That's, that's the clapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, shows, that gives a great ambience to this whole stuff. That was, <laughs> uh, you know, that was unexpected, but not unexpected in that way. You are a master of podcasts and you know more about podcasts than a lot of people. So that's why you are on the show so that people can learn from you about. And so we'll be talking about how to launch and grow a podcast the right way. So, uh, Adam, the first thing is a very basic question. Sure. What should people understand what a podcast is all about in today's time? Podcasting is a form of thought leader. That's thought leadership. That's getting it in front of the, your right people. There's a main purpose for thought leadership. And that main purpose in my mind is to grow your the awareness part of your funnel. Now, most people that are doing like entrepreneurship or maybe they're a real estate agent, real estate investor, they need to attract capital, they need to attract buyers, they need to maybe they have a coaching program or something like that, and they need to get more coaching clients. Putting out good content uh, through a podcast is, is called thought leadership. And what's really cool about it is thought leadership allows people to share your message when you're asleep. So <laughs> not only can they listen to your message at 3 a.m. or while you're in Mexico or Jamaica or uh, can, wherever, you, wherever you're visiting, um, not only can they be downloading and getting your content and getting to know you, like you, and trust you when you're in the bath or in the shower or going swimming, but they may also share it with their friend. There's, a, I don't know about you, but I've certainly shared a lot of different podcasts with different friends. I've shared episodes and then I've shared the whole show. I've said, you've got to hear this guy's show. He's, he's got a really great show. It would help you out. Or I might say, hey, I just listened to this episode. You're into that thing. I wanted to send it to you. And so the cool thing is that the person who's hosting that podcast, the person who's hosting it, doesn't even know I'm sharing it. They're not even around. They're not even asking me to share it. It's just I, I said... This episode or even the show is going to be perfect for my friends. So I'm going to do it. And as that happens, that person's influence grows. The top of their funnel grows. And because there's more people aware of them, more people that can like them and trust them, ultimately they will do more business. Right. Right, Adam. So who is this podcast for? Uh, if, because everybody wants to be thought leaders, but then does podcast work for them? And what sort of podcast 
works for them is it video there is a lot of video and almost everybody is moving into video now uh google uh youtube is moving into podcasting and spotify is moving towards video casting so they are giving those options to a lot of people now so you see yeah. everybody is trying to move into one space or the other that another is already into yeah. so how does one make out whether uh, what sort of podcasting they should go for so who is it for who is it not for and what sort should they have um, who is it for coaches consultants attorneys um, people with uh, a training program, people with a mentorship, people with somebody, think of it like this, somebody who can influence and help and support and maybe even make money with lots of people like in different cities and countries, it, they probably ought to have a podcast. Somebody who might be um, where they're their actual company is geographically located in a very, very small area. They could get some possible value from a podcast, but I think they would actually be spinning their wheels, kind of wasting their time being more on a treadmill. So if you're, if you are only able to serve like 40 people in a city of 40,000, I don't think you need a podcast. If okay. you are able to serve 10, 20, 30, 40, 100, 200, 1,000, 10,000 people and easily be able to serve them regardless of what city or even sometimes country that they live in, you probably need to have a podcast. Now, then the question is, what kind of podcast? And I would say that the audio experience is where I excel at, but I record video too. Like on my podcast, not just yours, we record the video. We use the video for different things. We create videograms for marketing and promotion. We will publish it on YouTube because it's a big search engine. Um, we will put that promotion in lots of different places. We could take screen grabs, screen captures of the interview for promotion. And we could make my guest because half the time I have a guest. The other half the time I'm just pouring into my listener by myself. When I have a guest, they might be able to share some of those promotional things that we're creating from having the video and the audio. But I focus on the audio experience. What that means is, this is important, and I hope people are writing this down. So uh, for anybody who's looking at the video, you can probably see my, my room. The room that I'm in It has a green screen behind it. And then on my walls is these egg carton uh, soft padded sound absorbing stuff. So what ends up happening is you don't hear like, you know how you can hear a lot of echo right now? Well, generally speaking, when I'm doing my, my, when I'm in this room and I'm using my equipment properly, you only hear my voice. You don't hear background. Um, and I do that because I want the audio experience to be spick and span. So I've treated my walls. I use a special type of microphone. It's called a dynamic microphone, which are very not sensitive. There's a condenser mic that is very sensitive. It picks up all of the street noise, all of your chair noise. Okay. Uh, and so the dynamic is pretty much only going to hear my voice. And 
so I focus on that audio experience by being in a good room, using a good mic, and then I get super duper close to my microphone. I'm almost, I'm almost eating it. Like I'm right, right next to my mic, like within two inches, instead of having it maybe sitting on my table or far away, because I want my listener on my podcast to, to not be distracted by the chair, the cars driving by, my cell phone going off, and, and even the echoes. I want it to be really easy to hear me. So I think that people should probably focus on an audio experience regardless if they use video as well because there is going to be a few people that are listening to the audio that want that want to not be distracted by all of that. So that's just some of my thoughts. Who is it for? Who is it not for? And which way we should focus? Right, right. So now, after listening to you, people decide, okay, it is for me. So it's a creator. Uh, it's a consultant. It's a brand or a company. Now, how should they go about launching a podcast and then growing it that's the topic but let's go one by one yeah how do they start uh, with the process of launching a podcast it's not easy it may sound easy to some people but then they, then they need to get down to doing that actually and then come to know whether it's easy or not so you tell us how exactly what should go about to launch a podcast then we'll come down to the end part creators consultants as well as brand or company. Yeah. Well, when you're launching a podcast, there is definitely something that I tell clients. And so I'll share that with your listener as if they're paying today as well. And that is that you should go ready, aim, fire, even though your friends have told you that you should go ready, fire, aim. So what I'm saying is lots of people are misleading new podcasters and they're saying, don't overthink it, just start. You can always change it later. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. You don't have to have a good mic. Uh, don't worry about what you're going to talk about. Just talk. Done is better than perfect. Uh, well, I disagree with a lot of that stuff. I think done might be better than perfect. But when you hear that, it's like I can have a very crappy show with, with bad audio, with, without asking good questions. You, by the way, you ask amazing questions. I loved how in the beginning of your show today, you didn't say, Adam, tell us about you. Tell us how you got here. And then you give me like 50 minutes to just like talk about my kids and mountain biking and what my school growing up and all the trials and tribulations you went right into how do we become podcasters? Like you went right into the good stuff that your listener or your viewer wants to hear. You didn't waste a whole bunch of time. These things are important. So the main thing that I'm saying here is it's ready, aim, fire, take the time to prepare launch it the right way and here's a few things that come right in fact sorry, sorry to interrupt you yeah like you sold your first show a lot of creators would want to do that a lot of people tell don't do that because that's a long long way people discuss about monetization of a podcast so tell it from a point of view 
that a creator is able to sell his first soul like you. Yeah, well, well, let me let me go here. If you don't mind writing that question down, because um, I want to finish a thought, and it is um, ready, aim, fire. And here's some of the things that mean that you're going to aim before you fire. Number one, you have to, have to, have to know and understand why am I doing this podcast? Please write that down. How come I'm doing this podcast? What's my purpose? What's my why? What do I want to accomplish because I have a show? Second thing is who am I targeting? Don't say anyone who makes six figures a year. Don't say anyone who uh, you want to niche it and narrow it down to, uh, for example, a, a doctor who does this, a heart surgeon who does that, a dentist who does this, not anyone who makes 200 grand a year. Um, so you want to you want to niche. So step one, figure out what is your purpose. Step two, figure out who you serve. Niche that down. Step three, figure out what is your unique proposition. I got to tell a quick, quick story for this unique proposition. What you do differently because you got to make sure it stands out. So think about it like this. There's this guy. His name is Ugh. That's his name because he's a cave person. And when you're a cave person, you don't have names like yours and mine. So his name was Ugh. And uh was an uh, interesting character. He figured out fire. He was the first person to figure out fire. And he was so excited. He thought fire could do all these great things. He, he noticed that it could keep him warm at night. He noticed it would scare away some animals. He noticed he could cook his food and eat it a different way than he ever has before. And it tastes great. Right. And he figured out some other cool things about it. He didn't always have to sleep in the cave, for example. He could sleep in the open stars. He loved it. He was so excited. So he went to the chief and he was like, I figured out fire. It's so awesome. And the chief says, no, that's of the devil. Watch what happens if I touch it. It burns. This is hurting. What if it gets out of control? And the chief was like, I'm not doing this. We're, we're not bringing in fire. So what I did is what your listener needs to do on step three is he took a stick. That's all they had back then. He took a stick and he just drew a line in the sand, a big, long line. And he just said to everybody, this is what I stand for. I stand for fire. I think fire can help us. The chief doesn't want fire. What you've been taught in the past is to have that fire, to not have that fire and to be afraid of the fire. But I figured out how to control it, to make it safe, to do all these good things for us. If you want to follow me, come on this side of the line. So what uh did is what your listener needs to do as they become a podcaster and they've already figured out what they want to achieve. They've already figured out who they serve. Now they're going to figure out what is my unique proposition? How do I draw my line in the sand to, to be unique, to have a different message? If he was sharing the same message as the chief, nobody would follow him. He had to stand for something. So once those three things are done, your, those are your preparatory ways of getting into having a good podcast because now you have some direction, some vision, or uh, what's his name? Stephen Covey from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Well, I think your listener wants to be an effective person. They don't want to be a non-effective person. So this habit is begin with the end in mind. That's those three steps. 
that's the way that you get into the podcasting. And then I'll answer any other questions, but those are like super, super important first. Right. So these three are for everybody, for a creator, consultant, or even for a brand? Yes, 100%. Anyone who's going to have a podcast or a YouTube channel or write a book, you got to do those three things before you start your business or getting into, get into business. Okay. And then the launch process. Uh, how would that be? What should each one of them do? How is it similar for some in some of the cases? Yeah. And how is it different uh, for these people? Well, with the launch, most people write this down too. This is important. Most people start their podcast for one of two reasons. Like these are the biggest two reasons. Yeah, sure. There's other small things, but these two things are the top. You either want to make money or you want to make an impact. Many people want both, but these are the top two reasons, income okay. or impact. So they either want to grow their company or they want to somehow leave a legacy and help the world and, and offer things. Here's right. the thing. You cannot do either one of those two things if you don't have any listeners. If right. all you're doing is speaking to crickets, if that's all you're doing – then you're going to have a really hard time making an impact or an influence in this world. So you're asking what's a good way to launch. And my thinking is if you want to launch, you've got to launch in a really specific way if you don't want to just be talking to the crickets. So here's how you do that. Here's what you do to figure out how to launch. And step one is, you want to record some extra content, more than you need, prior to the launch. The okay. reason I say this is because a lot of people that hear Ready, Fire, Aim, they think, okay, I'm going to record an episode, and then I'm going to edit that episode, and then I'm going to publish that episode, and then I'm going to rinse and repeat. I'm going to record, and then I'm editing, and then I'm publishing, and then I'm recording, editing, and publishing. And it sounds like it makes sense, right? It like that seems like a good cycle. Why, why not? The reason why not is because you're always behind the eight ball. You're always stressed. You're always freaking out. You're always like, how am I going to do this? And it becomes Sunday night and, you, and you're cussing up a storm if you cuss. And you're like, holy heck, how am I going to do this? I've got I've to record it, edit it, and publish it all before in the morning. And it takes like 16 hours. I'm not going to be able to do it. And then what ends up happening is you quit. So I want you to think of you're, you're about, you're launching a podcast. One of the biggest steps is to record more than you need to produce. So we have our clients, generally speaking, on our top clients, we want them to have at least three weeks, at least three weeks of recorded content. So that means they might publish. Uh, here's some get big tips. They might publish multiple episodes on the day that the public podcast launches. They may produce three, four, five, six episodes on day one. And if they're doing multiple episodes per week after that, then they're going to have, you know, three episodes for next week, three episodes for the following week, and three at least three episodes for the following week. So they may have something like 15, 20 episodes. I call it in the bank. I say in the bank because your listener knows and understands 
that when it comes to our finances, it would not be smart of us to have no savings account. We need six months of expenses or three months or 12 months of expenses, depending on who you are. We need a certain amount of cushion in case we get sick, go on vacation. Uh, if we pass away, even there's so many things that could happen. And so we, we want that safety. And so the way to do that is to make more money than you spend. We talk about this budgeting all the time. It's the same within podcasting. If you're living paycheck to paycheck with your podcast, it's going to be stressful. It won't feel good. And you might quit your podcast. And also if you're ever sick or you go on vacation, you might stop publishing and giving that value to your listener who's expecting the value. So number one, have more content ready to go than you needed. Number two, market your podcast. We, I call this investing in your podcast. A lot of people say it backwards. They say, when I make my first dollar, then I'll pour some money into marketing. And what ends up happening is they, they're barely scraping by because they never do the marketing. Nobody ever hears about them. They're not anywhere. And they don't have enough money to ever think about doing that. And then they lose their business. One of the main reasons why I think it's 90% of businesses fail within the first two years. I think that's the statistic. Would have to look it up to verify. But it's a lot. That's the point. Same thing with and, podcasters. 80% of podcasters quit after 10 episodes. There you go. There you go. So just like in our business, our podcasts need to have some of these things. So I definitely feel like those steps are the most important steps. Have more content that you need than you'll then you will need to produce. And a couple other quick steps. Try if you can record on a decent mic or in a decent room or a quiet room or even in a closet. Even record in a closet because then you're going you're not going to have all this extra sound. And because you've done those other steps we've already talked about, which were uh, knowing your niche and who you serve and how you serve them, um, because you know those things, I want your listener to think when they start their podcast that they shouldn't just invite anyone in the world. They shouldn't just invite their mom because their mom, it's easy to get a hold of their mom. They shouldn't just invite... Uh, this one person because of this one reason or because they're interested in it. If you're thinking beginning with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey says, if you're thinking holistically and focused, um, then what you're going to do is you're going to have the right people on your podcast. You're going to ask the right questions to them that your listener cares about. Um, so the second one was marketing, investing in the podcast. And I will just finish that thought real quick. If you don't fuel your business, if you don't fuel your car when you're going on, uh, say you're driving from here to there, you know exactly where you're going, but you just don't put gas in the tank, you're not going to go anywhere. With your podcast, you know what you want to achieve. The fuel in your tank as a podcaster is marketing your show to grow the podcast. Right. Right, Adam. Now, in terms of the moving forward part, a creator will look at it differently. He wants to monetize. Very few cre creators would want to go for just an impact. 
maybe that there is a, there is still some time for them but maybe uh, companies may want to create some impact or they want some to reach out potential clients existing clients existing target audience then for consultants most of them they want more business they want to reach uh, their potential clients so how should they look at their launch now a podcaster has a very definite aim and it has its they have their own set of audience they can decide which audience they want to uh, and they have, their marketing will be totally different how do they these people approach a consultant because they uh, a podcaster who still have some understanding of the creative process uh, and he would have a bit of more time than say a consultant or a company or a brand okay. but a consultant is a doctor he is a specialist and suddenly you ask him to become a podcaster so instead of thinking of you know uh, about his patients he's you know racking his brains thinking about how to uh, make a better frame for himself or in the audio how to make it a noiseless room so how do they work out this part and what should be their aim their aim is obviously not to uh, to monetize their podcast their monetization is in a different format in terms of more clients so yeah. and for a brand it is uh, they want to reach their stakeholders how do should they look at this part how what do, what is your suggestion on this well quick quick thing if somebody only wants to stay in front of their own people okay. we have to draw this line in the sand we got to make this distinction if if the company or the brand or the human being the only motivation for them to have this content coming out is to stay in front of the people that already pay them the podcast is not the right direction they can if if they've already got people they're either on their email list they're either coming to their events if if that's you and you don't want to grow to more people then it's just as well for you to just email them or create an app on the phone that they can stay a part of where they can just uh, subscribe to the content on the app. You don't need to take your own people that half of them probably don't listen to podcasts. You don't need to take your own people that you want to follow you and move them to a different platform. Having the podcast gets all of the people that already listen to podcasts and may not follow you already to be able to consume your content. So first and foremost, I want your listener to be thinking about that. If all we want to do is just stay in front of our own people, there's probably better ways to do it. Um, but to answer your question on how we, how we go about doing the content, can you, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you because I want to make sure that you phrase the question in a way that, for a second there, I wanted to at least make a distinction that some people probably don't need that podcast and the others of us probably do. And then I got lost in what I needed to say next. No problem. So in terms of consultants, now, uh, what should be their approach towards podcasting? Because their intention is not to monetize like a creator. Their yeah. simple aim is to reach, get more business out of their podcast. 
now a lot of people they already know how do they open yeah. doors for themselves or windows for new clients okay. and how does it work for them we're going to drop some gold are you ready <laughs> all right for <laughs> right. for creators how do they do all this first and foremost i believe and this is a very critical piece i believe that most of those consultants should be doing three things they should be doing solo episodes okay yeah i mentioned to you already that half of my episodes are by myself the other half are with guests i didn't okay. give you the big gold yet but i will so they need to be doing some episodes by themselves the minimum would probably be once a month if they're doing a weekly show say they're doing four episodes a month at least one of those has to be a solo this okay. is the minimum if they're doing let's say seven episodes per week 30 episodes a month then every at at a minimum one a week needs to be a solo so i'm doing usually six episodes a week and three of them are solo three of them are interviews okay so that's kind of my cadence that's the way that i look at it now i'm going to answer why do you say that you need solo if i'm a consultant if i'm if i'm trying to bring that business and it's because if all you're doing is having guests your listener unfortunately can't quite tell how freaking smart you are they can't quite tell how good you are at your thing, at your craft. Sure, you're good at asking questions, but is he good at, at doing the thing that I would hire him for or hire her for? And so, number one, you've got to have those solo episodes because you've got to show that you know what you're talking about. Number two, you should interview every now and again some really smart, really famous people. You Every now and again, you should have somebody on that's there to just inspire your people. They would recognize their name maybe because they've been on TV. They've been on the radio. They've been in the magazines. They've been on YouTube. You might bring that person on, and the whole goal is to just add some more credibility to your show and who you are and who you're connected with. The third type of person that you should be interviewing is your exact avatar. Holy cow, this is something that a lot of people neglect and forget. If you're a consultant, you can interview people that are your perfect avatar, people that you want to connect with. And depending okay. on your show and what kind of questions you ask and the value and the connection that you make with your guest on the show, uh, for example, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out right here, and then I, you might be mad at me. You're you're gonna be like, I didn't know this was gonna happen. Uh, I'm done, Adam. Your integrity is off. I am done. Out, out, out. Not even publishing this episode, but I'm gonna just be vulnerable, and let you know. My goal is to have reciprocal interviews with right. you, because I want to get in front of the listener that you are attracting and hopefully drop some value for them and because you're a podcaster i want to interview you and there is a 30 percent chance which is crazy high there is a 30 percent chance that after i'm on your show and you're on my show that you'll take a look at maybe even hiring my podcast agency to to do some of the editing post-production the marketing for you so you can grow whatever it is 
we serve people like you and right. I want to interview you because there's a 30% chance you're going to ask me, how could I work with you? How much does it cost? And so the listener needs to take this, this, uh, this transparency from me right now. And they need to be thinking, Ooh, I could interview other entrepreneurs because I'm a marketing agency. I could right. interview uh, doctors because I consult for doctors. And the other benefit is not only that maybe he or she will hire you, but also because your listener can easily resonate with that person. When I have you on my show, I'm going to ask you some questions. I want my listener to resonate with you. And I'm hoping that they get a whole bunch of value from somebody who's kind of in their same boat. Um, so, and then also you can interview your clients. So this is number four uh, in this list where you do solo, interview the famous, interview your target. And now I'm saying interview your actual previous client, your current client. And so we do that for social proofing. So number four, write it down. It's for social proofing. I might bring on somebody that I'm working with and has gotten success and I'll just ask them about their success. But there is a, there is a, something specific that needs to happen that your listener has to, has to, has to know when you're interviewing the, your own client, they are the hero, not you. You are just Yoda. They are Skywalker. That's Skywalker. You're just Yoda. So you want to talk about the hero's journey. You want to talk about what, what Skywalker's doing, what they went through, what they're going through, what they found, how, how they ended up, what's going on now. And it's a beautiful story. Your only place in this is that you taught him the force. Big deal. You taught him the force, but Skywalker's the, actually the, the, um, the hero here. If you interview your, your own client and you're like, my client sucks, my client's the worst, <laughs> But look at all the cool stuff that I did for him. I'm the best. My company's the best. You're not going to resonate with a listener. The listener is going to be like, this kind. This guy is an a-hole. I don't really like this guy. I don't want to be with this guy. Like, But if you bring on your, your person and go through their journey, and obviously they'll hear that you had something to do with it, don't push it. Don't point it out too much. They're going to start saying to themselves, I want to be like Luke Skywalker. Right. I need to hire Yoda. Right. Right. So the advice part you have given uh, for the launch part. Now let's move the growth part to your company. You know, uh, growyourshow.com. So suppose if a creator comes to you or a consultant comes to you or a brand or a company comes to you that listen i've got a show whatever state it is have a look and i want to grow it how do you look at it how do you evaluate you it and how do you what do you suggest for these three segments for the growth of their podcast in whatever state it is uh, well, over to you. so that that can tell you us about your company as well as the way you uh, yeah. look at this uh, at your clients. So, anytime you want to grow something, you got to add that fuel. You, you want to get from A to B, 
you got to put gas in your tank. Um, so if you've got a podcast and you want to grow your audience, a lot of people, they only think about the free stuff to do. And that's all fine. That's in a way that's going off of some natural gas or some diesel instead of, uh, instead of gasoline, for example. It's just a different way. You can either put money or you can put time into it. My thoughts based on a lot of di these different things is you probably ought to be hiring people and working with people like my company. We do the editing, the post-production, the consulting, we do the marketing. It kind of takes some things off your plate. And you were mentioning earlier, the doctor, the doctor who doesn't really know what room to be in or whatever. And how, how are they going to know? Well, if that doctor is working with a company like grow your show, then the doctor's not going to ever have to do anything except for press record. The doctor's going to be able to have the best microphone and not have to figure it out and get the wrong one because there's this one. It's called a Blue Yeti. I will go on record saying this. Don't buy it. It will show up on Amazon as soon as you try to buy a microphone for podcasting, and it's not going to work the way that some of these others work. And so we would... I, I agree with you. You see, that's the reason... I am not using a mic because I had one the, of the company you said, and I bought it from the same place that you just said, and they forgot that there is a thing called customer service. And so I am without a microphone. Uh, right now it is under under dis discussions at different level. So I don't yeah. want to speak much, but <laughs> I can tell you, I agree with you. Well, I don't know how much I want to speak either because I don't want to get sued, but um, I would just say there are better mics. And when you're a doctor or an, a consultant, hire off as much as you can. It does like if you could figure it out. Cool. You're smart. I applaud you. I'm glad that you could figure it out. If you're a doctor, you are making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, six hundred dollars per hour worked. If you're a consultant, you're making 50, 100, 200, 700 dollars per hour that you work. It's you trying to figure out how to edit and produce and and do all of this stuff with your podcast is going to take you away from that. Quick quick story, I bought a triplex when I was in college and it was bringing in 3000 a month and my net profit was supposed to be 300 a month after paying all the expenses and maintenance and and uh, everything else that you got to pay and i wa i was like yeah i'm smart so i'm going to get a property management company i'm going to pay a property management company because i'm smart and the, those guys told me that it was going to be 300 and i and i was like well then i'm not going to make any money so I had at the time I had a handyman company. We had 13 employees and I was make I was netting $20,000 a month as a college student. That was pretty good because some of my friends were not making 20,000 in a year and I was making it every month. And so I buy this triplex and I'm afraid to lose this 300 bucks out of the 3000 that came in because it was my only profit. And what ended up happening is a i was working at my triplex way too much getting paid below minimum wage and b 
I wasn't able to make my $20,000 a month in my business because I was neglecting it and I was only making $10,000 a month. So my decision to not hire somebody so that I could save $300 a month actually made it so that I was losing 10 grand a month. It was a huge waste for me. And the moral of the story is to stay in your lane. Um, so you're asking to market. How do we market? Put money, fuel the fire. Um, there's a few things that you can do. Facebook ads are good. Um, Google ads we're doing. YouTube ads we're doing. Um, we, we do a private message campaign where people on my staff individually message people that are your perfect listener and we connect with them and we tell them about your podcast and we send them a link over time. It, we don't just ask for marriage on the first date. We don't want to get slapped. So we take a little bit of time. We don't want to go to spam. So we basically chill, relax, make a, a good relationship with them and eventually ask them if they want to do that. Um, email campaigns are another good thing that you could do. Um, if you are using Buzzsprout, so email camp campaigns, meaning that you would pay somebody who had your same avatar, your same listener, who you wanted to attract, you would pay them. And here's the good takeaway, a certain amount of money to send out to their whole list six different times to shout out your podcast. So that's a good way to do it. Um, another good way to grow is banner ads. So you can do, you can put a banner ad on somebody's blog that has your listener. Um, I could, I could go into lots of little things, but I feel like I give so much like background and context to each one that I don't want to spend too much time on any certain one unless you want me to. Right. Right. I think by and large, you know, you have covered quite a lot. And you must leave some things as your, you know, proprietary sort of a stuff so that people can come and get it straight away from you. Can I interrupt you on that? Paying. Yes, yes. I, I want to interrupt because I personally don't believe in the proprietary stuff. Okay. And I think that that's an important point for these consultants that are launching a podcast that are listening to us now and they want to have their own show. I don't think that they need to hold back. I don't okay. think the point is for them to to give five sixths of it, four fifths of the of the value, but to hold back the thing that that that's their secret sauce. I found that on my podcast and when speaking to you on your show, that my my goal is to give real value, tangible value, immediately value like. I want your listener to not have to hire me in order to have the value from today's conversation. The okay. only reason to hold back is because of how much time we have. And that's why on the show, I've put out like 200 and something episodes, but I spill the beans on, it's called the podcast on podcasting. You guys should check it out. But I spill the beans, every detail. I give the most that I possibly can because I think that, that helps you leave a legacy. It makes more people to be able to share the content. It makes more, it grows your influence in, in your audience. When you hold back and you don't give them everything, I don't think that it's going to actually grow your business as much as if you don't hold back. Does that make sense? 
yes yes so you mean people should not hesitate to share any useful or important information that they have or can think of yeah it's not going to be negative for them not at all if anything it'll be beneficial if anything it'll grow right. their audience grow their influence grow their credibility um because people know that they're there uh for them uh, i only have which is interesting i only have 60ish clients but 3500 people listen to my podcast every single episode so we have between 60 and 70 clients it's uh, it's definitely below 70 but the point is doing the math that that is that 0.2% of my audience hires me or is it 2% i think it's 0.2 only 0.2% of my audience hires me so I want to serve all of them and I want them to keep growing my audience by sharing it with more people. So I try to give the best of the best anytime I'm thinking about it. Right. So how do people connect with you then to take your service to just be connected with you? Yeah, it's growyourshow.com. So they can, they can jump on to growyourshow.com. And if they want to schedule a discovery call, it's free you interview me and I interview you to see if we should work together. Um, that's the best steps to take if you're ready to work with us. If you just want to get more free value and be, you know, part of the 99.8% um, of our listeners that get value, even though they uh, aren't yet hiring us, then just go to the podcast on podcasting and get a bunch of free good content. Great. Great, uh, Adam. Thank you so much for all the insights, information, and a lot of learning. That's what this show is all about. And I'm sure people will connect with you. At least I will stay connected with you to get as much free stuff and paid stuff. If I have the money, I will certainly take it further. So thank you so much for your time. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live.